Welcome back to Nate the Hate. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, and all of that. We're trying to hit 15,000 subscribers. So with your subscription, we will get to that goal by the end of the year. Joining me today is my co-hosting mate, MVG. What's up, Nate? Great to be here. And yeah, tell your friends about the show. We, uh, You guys listen and you seem to enjoy it in the comments and we, we read every single one of them. Tell your friends about the show. We're really trying to uh, you know get our name out there. So just hit that like button and uh, let your friends know about the uh, Nate the Hate Show. That's right. We are on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So wherever you listen, we are there. Just search for Nate the Hate. So today we have an interesting topic, and it's about the recent report from Nintendo's fiscal year. They posted big sales numbers, but there was an aspect to it that I didn't see people discussing, and it may be a little troublesome for those expecting big things from Nintendo in fiscal year 21, which takes us from April 1st of the year 2020 until the end of March of 2021. But first, we'll talk about Nintendo's successes over the last quarter and year in general. So to date, the Nintendo Switch has sold 55.77 million units with 356 million pieces of software. So in the last quarter, Nintendo only had one major release, and that was Animal Crossing New Horizon. And that game sold over 11 million copies in just 11 days of availability. That's that crazy. takes this game to elite tier status amongst Nintendo software. This is now one of Nintendo's premier franchises. And even more amazing is that in its first six weeks of availability, Animal Crossing New Horizons is over 13 million copies sold. That's more than any previous Animal Crossing did in a comparable time, or even lifetime in some cases. I mean, to me, that's just that's mind-blowing success for this franchise that has casual and core appeal. I mean, what would you say to those sales numbers for Animal Crossing there, MVG? It's absolutely amazing to me to see that level. I think the pandemic has helped with the sales numbers, but I mean, it's not only because of the pandemic, but obviously a lot of people are turning towards Animal Crossing right now as something that is providing comfort and a game that they can play and enjoy. So, I mean, if I think about my situation in my household, there is two copies of Animal Crossing. I mean, every everyone that has a Switch just about owns a copy of this game. And if they don't, they're planning on getting it. And I'm not really surprised by the the massive amount of sales that the game has had to date. I think that, as mentioned, you know, the pandemic has really had an impact on in, increasing sales as well. And Nintendo was very smart with the way that they marketed this game because remember... Back in January, we were wondering, okay, now we're waiting We're waiting for a Direct to come and we're waiting to see what Nintendo will, will show us for you know, Q1, Q2. And when we realized there was not going to be a Direct, it was very obvious that their focus was Animal Crossing and it was the absolute right move from them to do so. As we've seen... This game stands alone as something that is an absolute killer as far as sales. So there was really no reason to disrupt or, you know, um, just mess with with the the momentum that the game is having. 
So I think, yeah, I mean, no, no real surprises from me except to say that it absolutely killed it. And I think it will continue to do so, you know, for the, for the remainder of, you know, Q, Q2, Q3 and, and towards the end of the year. I mean, that's the thing. When we look at Nintendo Evergreen titles, these titles include, but are not limited to, you know, Super Mario U Deluxe, which has sold over six and a half million copies since its introduction last January. And even though it was a Wii U port, the game is, you know, it's finding mass success. It has outsold Super Mario Maker 2 in, you know, only a few months extra time. Mario Maker 2, unfortunately, just didn't have long legs the game still sold over five and a half million copies but it's clear that the nintendo base wants a true 2d mario game and deluxe gave that to them and what's really amazing is the amount of 10 million plus sellers that the switch currently houses super mario party is over 10 million units sold splatoon 2 is over 10 million Mm -hmm. you already mentioned animal crossing pokemon let's go pikachu pikachu and eevee is almost 12 million units. But the bigger story is Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield with over 17 million copies sold, bringing it to, if I believe my math is correct, it is in the top three or top four best-selling Pokemon games of all time. It's it's, it's the fourth best-selling Pokemon game, and it's going to track, if yeah. not achieve, the second best pokemon game how about that boycott huh yeah exactly i mean everyone's boycotting the pokedex situation in the game i mean over 17 million copies sold and that's just behind diamond and pearl which sold 17.6 million so right now it's only 300,000 units behind diamond and pearl and we have two expansion packs to come in 2020 for pokemon sword and shield so those sales this game could hit upwards of 20 million copies yeah which would put it into the gold and silver range which sold 23 million copies right yeah, that's a phenomenal success. Absolutely, i I want to talk about Mario Maker two. I think the reason for that game kind of stumbling is a couple of reasons. And you know, you mentioned Mario Party kind of selling selling more than than Mario Maker. I think ultimately, oh. people just want to play games, man. Like Mario yeah. Mario Maker two is an amazing piece of tech as far as what what it can do and the features they've added to it are, are fantastic the problem with mario maker is it started out on the wii u if nintendo brought it out on the nintendo switch maybe as a launch title or something along those lines i think it would have had a much more bigger pop than than what it has people have already seen it but at the end of the day most people don't really want to play other people's levels. You know, they, they just want to play, they, they, they want to play, they want to play a Mario game. So ultimately I think that's where it's, it's kind of limited in that, in that fashion. It's, it's, it's a great piece of technology. It's a great game, but right now it's not the right game to play because no one really right. is, is wanting to do that. People just want to play games and escape from, you know the the world right now and animal crossing mm-hmm. mario party pokemon all those games are offering that that experience for them so it makes a lot of sense to me yeah it's definitely i mean i think mario maker 2 is a fantastic game but unfortunately it never really got its full potential utilized and that's just from nintendo you know not updating the 
creation tools potentially enough. They have given the updates, like the world update. And that's all. That's very exciting for creators. But the search options are still limited. The online still doesn't play great. So if you want to play the levels with your friends, you still deal with you know substantial lag. It's just, it was kind of a death by a thousand cuts for Mario Maker 2. And it's unfortunate. If they do return to the franchise, hopefully they do take a bigger step in terms of the creation tools and evolve the way we can create the levels with more features available at day one. Maybe dabble into a little bit of the 3D but there's definitely a future for Mario Maker, though I do hope we do get a original 2D Mario sometime on the Switch because I do think that would be a massive seller. Because when I look at the sales, like Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild have each sold nearly 17.5 million copies. Breath, um, Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Ultimate, over 18 million copies, closing in on 19 million. But the premier Switch seller is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and it has sold 24.7 million copies since it launched in 2017. And in fiscal year 20, the game sold over 8 million copies. That's crazy. That that is the definition of evergreen. Wow, man, that's that's That was actually, you mentioned it, that's the first time I'd heard about that. I mean, I knew it was killing it in sales because we were talking about potentially Nintendo coming up with a sequel to Mario Kart as, as something they would yes. potentially be thinking about doing because it's been such an amazing seller for them. But wow, I mean, why would you need to? You know, if, if they're the numbers that we keep hearing about, Mario Kart 8 is absolutely killing it. And it's it's amazing to me. And that's when you could sell 8 million copies between April of 2019 till the end of March of 2020 of a game that came out in i believe it was may of Mm -hmm. 2017 there's no need for a sequel what you needed was dlc yeah yeah (laughs) but they took all the dlc from the wii u version anyway and just threw it in the in the standard game right right but i mean could you imagine if you released just a pack similar to that eight you know eight new tracks or two more Grand Prix with a yep. few more racers for, I'll say, 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. It would sell because the base is engaged. When you're selling 8 million copies a year, if not more, there's an audience, and that audience will buy into that new content. So, I mean, I'd love to see some DLC come to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I think we're beyond that point now, unfortunately. But I can't help but bask in the success that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been on this platform. I mean, this... This game, before all is said and done, has a chance, a very real chance of catching Mario Kart Wii, which sold 37 million copies. Yeah, yeah it's definitely so, on course. If it hits that type of sales figures, I mean, absolutely phenomenal success for Nintendo. And in fiscal year 20, Nintendo shipped, or I should say sold, 21 million units of Switch hardware Overall, that includes Switch and Switch Lite. The Switch Lite sold 6 million units. The Nintendo Switch sold just shy of 15 million. And in terms of software, Nintendo sold 168 million pieces of software. And that's, that is a great number mm-hmm. for them in the year. And obviously, we saw a surge towards February, March, so the end of the fiscal year because of you know, the pandemic situation where people were buying, you know, Animal Crossing, 
12 million units there. We also saw spikes in sales of other games. You had Pokemon. And this is where I grow concerned for Nintendo moving into the future. I look at these sales, and these are great. An amazing fiscal year for Nintendo. But then they gave their forecast for fiscal year 21. And they're forecasting 19 million units for hardware, which is, you know, mostly in line with what they had performed this past fiscal year. It's only down by about 9%. But they gave their forecast for software. And Nintendo forecast 140 million units, or a decrease of 17% compared to fiscal year 20. And that means one thing to me. It means Nintendo is not anticipating strong support from their evergreen software, and they don't have a major release planned before the end of March in 2021 to come within the next, what, 10 months. Mm-hmm. So you think concerning. So you think no Breath of the Wild 2, no... Um, no uh, do, you, do you consider the uh, Mario collection that we've been hearing about something that is potentially uh-huh. on the cards? We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. I think the Mario collection would still hit because that, that's definitely going to be a, a software seller. It's going to sell well. That could easily sell 10 million copies if they get it out mm-hmm. in time for the holiday. I guess my concern is that, to me, this means Breath of the Wild 2 is not making release this fiscal year. It's going to get delayed beyond March of yeah. next year, which we have speculated that maybe Nintendo would try to replicate a switch launch with breath of the wild and have it launch again in march of 2021 and to me this is kind of saying that maybe nintendo is entertaining the idea that the game is not going to be ready in time for that that then they're not going to have a breath of the wild 2 tier release for this current fiscal year and i mean people have set the expectation that breath of the wild 2 is coming you know in 2020 or early 2021 and this to me speaks against that. Mm-hmm. So you think, you know, we've got Xenoblade Definitive Edition in May, then Clubhouse Games, which is obviously Game of the Year coming up in June. And then there's uh, Pokemon Sword, Sword and Shield expansions as well. So you really think they're those titles plus, you mentioned Mario Kart, you know, continuing to sell well and Animal Crossing continuing to sell well on top mm-hmm. of third-party releases and the very strong eShop is really what they're predicting or their, their, their outlook is for the rest of fiscal year? Yes. it's To me, it just seems like they are indicating a weaker software lineup 
for the fiscal year and that there's going to be lower demand than usual. And they kind of touched on it a little bit in a statement where they are uncertain how the pandemic is going to affect them as the year progresses. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are economic stakes at play here. If you've been out of a job, the last thing you're going to be really looking for, especially long term, uh, you know, unemployed, you're not going to be buying video games. Maybe this holiday, you know, when it comes gift time during the holidays, you may not have that extra few hundred dollars to buy a handful of games for your child or maybe even yourself, your spouse or whomever. And I think Nintendo is taking that into account here. And they also gave out a statement. The Nintendo president, uh, Furukawa, did say that there are games that they plan to release this year into adi- in addition to those that have been announced. So like Clubhouse games, Xenoblade, Deadly yeah. Premonition 2, and so forth. But they did say they may have some difficulty to finish development during the current situation, meaning the pandemic, mm-hmm. as they do have employees working from home. And their forecast assumes that they will release as planned. Right. So even with this figure, they're still assuming that they're going to have specific titles coming out this year which to me is probably referring to games like we've had seen or heard the rumors of of like the pikmin 3 deluxe super mario 3d world the mario 3d collection or all stars 2 however they want to market and brand it and then we have the rumors of like a paper mario coming this year i think all of those games remain on track for this year and that's included in their forecast but because they never had dated Breath of the Wild 2 for 2020 or even this fiscal year, it was always to be announced similar to like uh, Metroid Prime 4. Mm-hmm. I think Breath of the Wild 2 is no longer a game that we can expect in the next 10 months. I think now we could potentially see it maybe summer of 2021 instead. Yeah. I mean, if you read the 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 document here, I mean it's pretty much telling you that without telling you that, right? It's, they're basically just, they're playing it very safe. And I think that's the right approach. You know, I mean, is this something that you're concerned about as far as, you know, next or this fiscal year is not going to be anywhere near as successful as last? I mean, for me, this seems like they're, that they know that it's going to be a bumpy road, which they're obviously very well Mm -hmm. aware of. Everyone's been well aware of that so far in video games. I think it's I think they're just kind of holding things back a little bit and I think it's definitely the right thing for them to do at this point in time. You mentioned you know unemployment people can't or don't want to buy video games right now because they have more pressing things in their lives. I think that's a very valid point and I think Nintendo sees that and you know they're holding back for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, if it's holding back or if it's they just can't get these games completed when they thought they would based on people's schedule working from home and stuff, it kind of doesn't really matter. I mean, I think they, they've they seen that, they've been given the appropriate information from their studios and they're just relaying that to, to everyone saying, we don't think um, that you know, we can get this stuff out. So we're going to just hold tight with what we have. We've got a very strong lineup of games that are already out. We've got hardware that's selling extremely well. We've got some new titles that are coming and we will announce some new titles as well. So it's not going to just be the games that you know about. And I think I think that'll be enough. You know, I don't think it's it has to be 
a year where they they show um, anything more than that. I mean, I think a lot of people are just, a lot of companies are trying to as best get through this situation and get to where they were before. And, you know, maybe maybe 2020 was Breath of the Wild 2 at the uh, at the end of the year uh and pushing that if if indeed that's that's the case is something that i think is is the right thing to do so for me i mean I, I, there's no real alarm bells here i think it's a pretty safe outlook for the next fiscal year and you know if i was a shareholder at nintendo i'd be i'd be pretty comfortable with with the information that i'd be reading right now yeah, I think my main concern would be we know Sony and Microsoft are preparing to launch their next generation hardware later this year. Microsoft is definitely gearing up for it. They've been very vocal that that is their intention. We're still unsure of what Sony is, though they have said if Microsoft doesn't delay, we're not delaying ours. At least that's how the Wall Street Journal or Bloomberg have reported it. That both companies are kind of taking it out. You know, they're looking at each other to say, you know, are you still going to hit this year? And even if they do launch, Phil Spencer said in the interview with CNN or CNNBC, one of the two, that we'll have our hardware. We might just not have any significant software available, but we can launch our hardware this year. So all three console manufacturers are kind of in the same boat of we're going to have our product lines producing our hardware. Our software lines are a completely different matter and we're unsure how the working from home is going to impact our development flow because Japanese work from home situation is very unlike what we see in America and even Europe. Mm -hmm. They aren't well equipped for it. Not that America was well equipped for it in this case. There was a lot of scrambling to be done to get games back into a routine in terms of the development flow. So Nintendo is primarily you know, Japanese focus for the development. The games then come to Nintendo of America for localization, marketing, testing, and so forth. So there's a lot more dynamics at play here. So if Nintendo is already forecasting their this you know their year in this manner, they're confident in what they probably have complete. Because we know Nintendo likes to sit on games for a long period of time. Right. We've seen it with several releases, I believe New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, it was discovered that Nintendo had sat on the game for something like eight months before they finally released the port. So they could be doing something similar there with the 3D World release or even Pikmin 3. These games may already be completed, and it's just a matter of when is the proper time for us to market and release them. And those schedules have likely already shifted once or twice due to the way 2020 has developed. Those games could have been planned for a you know, May or even a June release, but due to the economic and logistical issues that have now come to light due to the pandemic, they sat there and said, you know, we have to take a step back because their first foray into risk here is really Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. They're putting this game out in just a few weeks, and we still don't know what the availability is going to be at retailers. Are all retail chains going to be open? Yeah, we don't know. Like digital sales will play a big role in things. Animal Crossing had a substantial digital presence, but you can't rely on that solely. You need retail. And when you're going to bring out a new game, 
be it Xenoblade Chronicles or Pikmin 3, you want people to be able to go into a store and buy it. And, you know, Xenoblade is really their first risk in terms of a release of we're putting this game out there, but we're unsure of what retailers are going to be available and how can people actually buy our game. Yeah, and and I, I could be maybe thinking about this wrong, but, you know, JRPG fans would prefer a physical copy of the game because, you know, it's it's a JRPG, right? You want the, you want the physical. So I think it will potentially uh, play into into that. I mean, there could be a shortage of physical copies that, that are available for the game, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I know that there's, you know, they're selling them now, but yeah, I mean, I would say that from a JRPG perspective, you, you want to get a physical copy more than, say, Animal Crossing, where I think it's it's kind of more accepted to just get a digital version of the game and play it because you really want just to have that game, no matter how how you get it. I mean, at the time, it was very difficult to get a copy of Animal Crossing physically. It was pretty much a two week wait on Amazon after the day had after the after the game had released mm-hmm. on the day. If you didn't pre-order the game, you were, you're going to miss out. I mean, you could go to a brick and mortar store and maybe find a copy of it, but at, at the time, stores were you know closing up and and being shuttered and everything, so it was very very difficult. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think there needs to be a big surplus of physical copies of uh, Xenoblade because I I would say a lot of their sales will be physical sales for that game. Yeah, absolutely. So if Nintendo is hinting or implying that they do have a weaker software offering for 2020 and early 2021, or that they're anticipating, you know, less sales due to, you know, less new releases, do you think this will hurt them in any way when it comes to the inevitable next generation launch from Sony and Microsoft that Nintendo won't have that counterpunch that people are anticipating in the form of Breath of the Wild 2. Because right now, let's assume that Nintendo's major holiday game is the 3D Mario Collection. Mm -hmm. Is that enough to lure buyers in this holiday who could potentially be cash-strapped to buy a Switch over the much more expensive PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X now, we can. I'll give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt here and say they discount the Switch this holiday. Well, that's what I was going with. Like, what about the the idea that they and I, I, look, I don't know anything, but let's think about this one for a sec. What if they drop the Switch Lite to one fifty, and then they bundle Animal Crossing and and sell mm. it for two hundred bucks? You know what I'm saying? That's a pretty damn good holiday deal, right? Um, wow. And and <laughs> if you if you have that plus, we'll say the the Mario Collection or Mario All Stars Two as your holiday holiday kind of heavy hitters, mm-hmm. I don't think Nintendo has much to worry about as far as competing with the Series X and and the PlayStation Five. I think that would be enough for them to absolutely kill it over over the holiday season. My only hesitation on the price drop narrative is that Nintendo is forecasting 19 million units of hardware. Yeah. And that is down from what they sold 
in this in the last fiscal year of 21 million units and i mean again it's only a nine percent decrease 19 million units is still a substantial amount of hardware moved Mm -hmm. and it's nothing to sneeze at but with a price drop you would almost wonder if maybe they would have given the forecast a little higher though nintendo is known to be conservative in forecasts they like to revise things when they see that they do have substantial demand for their services and their systems yeah so is there a chance 19 million is conservative because they know they might be planning that price drop and they want to exceed expectation or is it just hey 19 million is still a fantastic figure it's a figure that sony microsoft or any console manufacturer would love to have every single fiscal year or or is it just a that's what we think year four of the switch is as far as sales right you know are we are we past the peak now are we truly at that point mm-hmm. where the curve is starting to to decline to the we've got another good couple of years out of this thing but now we really need to start talking about what's next all all, all very good questions i mean the other option is well they don't discount the hardware and they don't have a bundle for 200 bucks they just go with the Mario All-Stars collection and maybe Pikmin, Pikmin 3, and they bank on that being um, enough for the holiday, which, again, could very well be enough for them to to do well over the holiday season. I I think either way you go, I think it'll it'll do very well for them, but I'm leaning towards um, a price drop. I don't... Look, I don't know if, if they're going to slash $50 off the price of a light. That seems... <laughs> very aggressive especially in, with nintendo's history of of prices and cuts and things like that but they may drop the price we'll say to 175 and then throw in animal crossing as a bundle for like 225 or something i don't know but i i, I expect if they don't have anything major as far as game releases go then i think you know focus on the strengths that you have on the games that sell well for you and it may not even be animal crossing it could be could be mario kart all over again i mean i think they have a lot of different options that they could consider to to you know be a very competitive player come the holiday season which they've always been quite honestly since well at least since the switch was was released of course yeah, I, I, I can definitely see them leaning more into the bundle side of things, only for really one main reason, and it's that Nintendo did say in an investor Q&A that the Switch is barely in the middle of its life cycle, which, if we take that to you know as a literal sentence or meaning, it means the Switch is around until at least 2023, mm-hmm. which... I mean, three years is a long time, especially when it comes to hardware and from a technological standpoint. And many have been arguing for the last several months that the Switch will have a hard time competing against the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, let alone getting software support once the next generation systems are introduced. Though that's a topic for a different day. Mm -hmm. But if we do take that literal three years out, you probably don't need a price drop right now because if you cut now, you limit your future potential price dropping options. Even if you only do like a $25 price drop, but then you have to weigh basically the options of $25 really substantial enough because we're likely coming in still $200 lower 
than anything Microsoft or Sony are going to have with the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah. Though, I mean, we have the Lockhart rumors where that could be priced at, you know, who knows? It could be $399. It could come in lower. But I don't think Nintendo is really going to view themselves as competing with the Lockhart system from right. Microsoft right. per se. So, like, the risk with price drops really comes down to would we rather sell an extra million units at 250 or would we rather sell 500,000 units at 299 because if the cost or if our profits aren't going to be that much higher than what we get at full price, you don't need to do it. I can bundle in a game like Mario Kart, a game like Breath of the Wild, and maybe that's a big enough release or a bundle package that I get maybe some double dippers. Mm-hmm. Some people who may have sold their Switch early on are coming back because of the growing software library thanks to the 3D Mario collection or All-Stars 2 or 3D World or Pikmin or Paper Mario or you know Metroid Prime Trilogy, whatever actually comes out this year. So Nintendo definitely has options ahead when it comes to competing with the PS5 and Xbox Series X. But it's definitely going to feel... I guess you're going to feel a little bit of wind taken out taken out of the sails if Breath of the Wild two yeah is not dated. Well, it feels like that way already. I mean, to, to a lot of right. people, you know, a lot of people are very unhappy that there's not really been much as far as directs this year, and what they've seen so far has been, I'll say, very light on on up and coming titles. People are genuinely confused as to why. But I think you're right. I mean, I think this year will be a a pretty light year for them. Either way we look at it, sure, we'll definitely get some releases. But compared to last year where it just felt like every month, like every week in every month there was something massive that was coming out, especially towards Q3, you know, uh, yes. there was just so much. This year is going to feel a lot different. You're absolutely right. and And people will definitely wonder what's going on but again man i mean if you read the if you read the pdf the document they they make it pretty clear as to why they're doing this i mean obviously they can't disclose specifics but it's a combination of of a lot of different things and obviously the pandemic is kind of in the middle of all of those things and it's really just kind of messing with them as, as it is with everyone so i think i think look I think what they're proposing and what you're saying the estimated number of sales will be as far as hardware, I think it's a fairly conservative number. And look, I think they'll definitely make that number. And I I really think that they're just pausing a little bit, just like everyone, and waiting for for next year where they, they kind of get everything that they were supposed to do or at least get prepared for this year back on track for for next year yeah this definitely feels kind of like a i'll use a sports term it's a rebuilding year yeah it's you you traded away some of your best players and now you got you know you drafted some young kids you have to develop them and in nintendo's case they're developing the games. The games that they wanted to come out this year have they've been hit with injury per se by having to work from home. You're not progressing as quickly as you necessarily want, and it's beyond your control. You just have to go with the flow of the situation. And I mean, the fact that 
we are in May. Nintendo has had one significant release this year. If we don't include Tokyo Mirage Sessions that came out in January. So we really just have, have had Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing has done spectacular numbers in the first six weeks of release, and it will continue to sell well throughout 2020. As Nintendo put in their investors briefing and earnings report, they are going to do updates for the game. I anticipate they will probably throw some forms of DLC in the next you know, coming months. They may right. have even disclosed that. I'm not sure... No, they just said release continuous updates. I'm sure they'll have yeah. some sort of DLC because the way they put it on their PDF is they actually put it on the same column or row as they put the Smash Brothers Fighters Pass and the Pokemon expansions. Mm-hmm. So even with just those two games, we have two Pokemon expansions coming out in June and the end of the year. We're supposed to get a Smash Brothers DLC character in June from the ARMS franchise. So Nintendo still has a nice flow of software to come but we're in May. They really have not disclosed anything beyond July where they are distributing Deadly Premonition 2, which I'm sure surprises many people as to why Nintendo would be the <laughs> distributor of such a niche and obscure game. Because right. Deadly Premonition is it's so bad it's good type <laughs> of game. And hey, good for Nintendo for diversifying their software library a little bit in 2020 with Deadly Premonition 2, but we don't have dates for anything beyond July from Nintendo. And that's really peculiar at this point because we don't have E3 to look forward to. We have the reports that Nintendo will not have an E3 Direct in June. And that was another thing that they completely did not discuss in this last week was their E3 time, E3 week or E3 timing substitute plans. Mm-hmm. They made no mention of it, right. which to me indicates there is no June Direct. Yep, and they were missing from the summer of games, um, Jeff Keighley yes. thing as well, which was which was very obvious to, to many of us. Right. So, I mean, that would lend additional credence to the idea of Nintendo will have a weekend lineup of software for 2020 and early 2021 and by weekend it doesn't mean it's going to be bad Mm -hmm. it's just not going to have those heavy hitters that we've seen since launch i mean we look back to 2017 you had breath of the wild mario kart splatoon arms uh super mario odyssey pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee then and like you had smash brothers for the holiday season in the following years you always had that big release pokemon sword and shield you always had a major release in time for the holidays and this year it may be the 3d mario collection which by no means is a minor release it just doesn't have that impact of a brand new smash brothers game or a brand new pokemon game or new 3d mario it's it's that release of its nostalgic value of i remember playing mario 64 i remember playing galaxy those were good games. I want to replay them. Hmm. Yeah. And there'll be some newcomers to say, I've always heard about these games. Let me play them now on my Switch, which is great. It will move some hardware. It will sell a lot of software, but you're probably not going to see that 17 million unit seller that you just got from Pokemon Sword and Shield with that release. Right. You know, I mean, it could be a 10 million unit seller. I'm not going to dismiss it as, you know, some trivial nothing. 
because it's definitely not that. You're just not going to have that knockout punch that we typically get from Nintendo. You're they're going to lean more on those evergreen titles, which is a fine strategy. There's you, nothing wrong with that. Do you need a knockout punch though, Nate, or is it just you know a constant barrage of jabs? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, which one's better? Is it is it the knockout punch or is it the the we know mm. that we we can't deliver the knockout punch, so let's let's kind of wear you down with with jabs, you know, for a, a, a long duration. Like the Mario thing, and for those people that aren't familiar, it's Mario's thirty fifth anniversary this year, and the yes. rumor was they had something really big planned at E three. Nintendo was going to you know to show off some stuff. That's where the rumors about the Mario All Stars two or the Mario's collection had appeared. So. I I think that look you're right I don't think there is a there's a knockout punch or there is you know some big haymakers I think this is a a controlled jab 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 and basically make up those numbers you know with with smaller bite sized sales figures now whether that is Mario collection plus um you know Animal Crossing plus Mario Kart plus all the all the games that that they have already been selling extremely well, that that could be it, or it could be. I guess the other thing we don't know is how they're planning on on this Mario collection as far as selling it. Is it truly going to be five games in one pack, or is it going to be, uh, I'll say, you know, Mario sixty four and Mario Sunshine, and then there's another pack which is Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy two. Even though Mario Galaxy two was technically not mentioned in that in that collection as is all right. rumors i mean it could well be part of that collection so is it the the sunshine collection and is it, is it the galaxy collection you know i mean there's different permutations here and i think that's where it where it gets a little interesting to see what what they decide but i i think you're right there's there's no haymaker this year you know there's no there's no halo infinite or there is no spider-man or there's no horizon uh two but there is a um some really cool stuff coming down the line and i think i think that that's going to be enough for them to to get what they need so you think they're going to go more of a uh floyd mayweather fight you know, <laughs> play a little defense with some quality releases yeah. but they're not going to go on that full of offensive attack because you know they're in their they're in their third year they're kind of yeah getting up there in age a little bit they don't have the stamina to throw those haymakers this year yeah i mean they can't, I mean, that's the thing. They have such a strong evergreen library where you can lean on, you can lean on Breath of the Wild again this holiday and probably feel safe. I mean, there's nothing stopping them from releasing a completed Breath of the Wild that has the DLC mm-hmm. and all that for $60. Yep. Because you'd have some say, I didn't. I never bought the DLC and I traded it in the game. And they'll rebuy it for 60 bucks, even though they've already played the game through once before. Right. Because, I mean, consumers were fickle things. You show us a new box and say it's complete and we'll hand you $60. And then we'll sit to say, I already bought this game. But, I mean, that's the brilliance of marketing. So Nintendo definitely does have some... They have some flexibility coming into this year. I do think if the news hits, let's say in the next couple of months, let's assume they don't have another direct until September. That's oh typically when they have one. People, let's, let's people are going to be really uh, unhappy if that happens. 
Yeah, like let's assume they the next one is around the time that they typically had their pre Tokyo Game Show direct. Right. right. No, there is no Tokyo Game Show this year. By I mean by September, if we haven't heard anything about Breath of the Wild two, I mean I would say it's safe to assume the game is not coming out in the next six months. At that point, yes, you can't remain silent on such a massive release. So. I think if we have to wait until September for a direct and we haven't heard anything between now and then about a Breath of the Wild 2, we can safely assume it is not coming out this fiscal year. Mm-hmm. And I do think people will be disappointed. And if Nintendo does come out, let's say let's say in June, let's say Breath of the Wild 2 is not coming out in the fiscal year, I mean, people are going to be upset because that's Nintendo showed the game over a year ago. Right. Why did you show something so early that even though let's assume it has been delayed due to the pandemic. Did you have to show it at last year's E3 when there was probably this, I mean, all Zelda games get delayed. So there was probably a chance it wasn't making this year regardless mm-hmm. of the pandemic situation. But I don't, I don't know how people will react to that. It's definitely, especially if you don't have a substitute, like if we don't have, we're not going to get a 3d uh, Mario Odyssey 2 this year. Like right. We're not going to have right. 3D World 3D Collection and a new 3D Mario in the second half of 2020. That's just Mario overkill. And again, we're in May and we have no games dated beyond July. And that just makes me really sit there and say, Nintendo, you may still have uh, you know, eight to ten more games coming out this fiscal year. Mm-hmm but you probably would have wanted to say we have a big release still planned if you had something to build to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if they can if they can gamble on that, you know. If you and I know we've been talking about this, you know, we've talked about this before, but the pandemic just makes things so difficult to predict when when things can get delivered like if yes. you were a game development company and you were working on a title and let's say that you were, I'll say, just about code complete, right? Um, and you were supposed to ship your game, I'll say, in July. I mean, you can't tell me that we can get this game shipped in July. And the reason is because, obviously, people are working from home, which means it makes it very difficult to get some people's work completed. There's also the certification process, which we know has suffered significant delays in getting your stuff through certification and then there's you know the the hardware side and then there's the publishing side no one can really accurately predict right now when something will get released i mean the games that have release dates like cyberpunk and all that they were fortunate enough to be locked down as far as their releases before the pandemic hit we saw what happened with The Last of Us 2, the mess that happened there. I mean, Nintendo does not, generally speaking, discuss, you know, when they think something's going to come out until they absolutely have a date locked in, right? Mm-hmm. And Which I think is... Dude, I've always thought that was the smartest way to do things because it just takes right. away that whole well, people have to crunch now to get to get there. And when a game gets delayed, you never know about it because you never hear about what they had planned as far as their dates. And now, sure, that's happened in some cases. Obviously, we heard that with, you know, Metroid Prime where they basically scrapped it and restarted it. But most of the time, you don't hear about a delay or, um, or, or you know, a 
uh, hold up in in timelines it's it's just you hear nothing and then you hear about a direct and then the game is for pre-order pretty much immediately and then the game is released i'll say two months or six weeks you know after the direct or or whatever and everyone is like oh, look at nintendo they're awesome you know they 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 always deliver and they never delay and they never have crunch but you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes with with the pandemic stuff and i think right now they can't really commit to to anything like microsoft and sony they're basically saying hey we're coming out with our hardware holiday 2020 sure you 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 absolutely probably are doing that but what games will you have to show for it and that's that's really the difficult part i mean even even uh phil uh phil spencer came out and said i'm not really sure about the game side you know i i think hardware is in good shape but you know the games right now things are on track but there could be something with the game so look i'm not saying nothing's going to come out with the hardware but it really just shows me that you know microsoft and sony are being a lot more open about you know the, the, their communication with people and nintendo are just kind of sitting back and being more conservative just really just thinking more about the i'll say the the average or worst case scenario and communicating that to people and i think that's i think that's the right thing to do for them so i i'm I kind of i'm pretty happy with you know the the way that they've communicated with the uh, sales and the um and the forecast numbers yeah and nintendo in a q a they also said how you know they've never faced a crisis like this the employees are working from home they're investigating what can be done to increase the productivity how to make remote work more efficient and how they can understand what is and isn't possible from a work from home scenario so they're definitely looking at all available options and they're really looking at the situation for what it is and saying what can we realistically do here and what time frame and I mean, that's smart business. And to Nintendo's credit, like we said earlier, Nintendo likes to sit on completed software for an extended period of time. So if major games like Breath of the Wild 2 have faced a significant delay of any kind, or even any other planned software that may have been for 2020 that is now being pushed to 2021, or even deeper into 2021, Nintendo can be looking at those games that are complete and say, well, we originally wanted these games out in june july august and september but because we're not going to have that major october november and december game let's space these games out a little more now we're going to hold that originally slated game that was supposed to come out in june we'll release you in august Hmm. and you know every game now gets pushed back those three months or maybe you reshuffle the order completely and say where would this one fit better for maximum you know impact from marketing and sales and that's the type of company nintendo is they that's why we've always had that random game in january right whether it's you know new super mario brothers deluxe or tokyo mirage sessions or travis strikes again nintendo looks at what's presented and they say you know january is usually slow we're not going to put a major release there we'll put a deluxe version of a wii game or we'll do a more niche smaller title towards the end of the month just to keep our base engaged and keep them saying, oh, well, what came out this month? Just because, you know, I have some extra holiday money. I want to buy a new game. Oh, well, there's Nintendo with a new release. Yes. And that's the type of company Nintendo is. So they definitely have a plan still in place for this year, even if they don't have the haymakers that they were waiting to unload because now they just have to keep them 
you know, cocked mm-hmm. for a little longer. Yeah. And I mean, it's smart business. Us as a consumer, you know, you always want the next best thing. And unfortunately, you know, we're probably not going to get that this year from Nintendo. And I mean, I'm saying I'm saying that, but it doesn't mean Nintendo doesn't have right a big surprise in store. It's just not going to be at the level of Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, man. And look, if you read the fine print, they say there is elements of uncertainty. So if there is a need to revise our earnings forecast at a later date, we will promptly disclose these revisions. Please be aware that such risks and uncertainties may cause actual results to be materially materially different from these forecasts. Nintendo's way of communicating this is better than Sony and Microsoft. Basically, Nintendo is saying things are going to be status quo this year. This is what we expect. It's going to be down based on the pandemic. But if things change, we will let you know. In other words, if things change for the better, we will disclose that. Microsoft Mm -hmm. and Sony, on the other hand, are like, hey, we're still bringing out our systems this year. Everything is business as usual until we start announcing delays, (laughs) which is going to upset more people than it's going to help Uh them. So if I was Nintendo, if I was a Nintendo shareholder, I'd be... I'd be pretty pretty comfortable with what I'm reading. Sure, it sucks, but it's it's a realistic outlook on the situation. Microsoft and Sony are being very idealistic with what they're trying to do. And look, if they ship the consoles and they ship their launch games this year, I will. I've I have nothing but respect for those companies. I mean, they've obviously worked extremely hard to to get there. Uh, probably double the amount of work in order to get there, but it's. It's a situation where they have a lot more to lose than Nintendo because they're playing it very, very safe. Yes, and that's the thing. Like, as you mentioned, Nintendo's forecasts are, you know, status quo. If the situation changes, we'll revise for the better. I mean, and it also goes the opposite way. If things get worse with the ongoing situation, we'll revise to adjust to say, we're not going to hit these goals that we did, whereas Microsoft and Sony are promising the world Mm -hmm. in terms of the next-gen launch. And, I mean... Nintendo's in an in overall better situation because, you know, the Switch is established. They're not launching next-generation hardware. Microsoft's year hinges on the introduction of the Xbox Series X and the Lockhart SKU and some of this new software because the Xbox One has been running on fumes mm-hmm. since, I mean, I'd go back to probably 2018, if yeah. not late 2017. They've been running on very little. And PS4 is still in a strong enough position where if my if sony had to come out and say the ps5 is being delayed until i'll say april 2021 sony can survive off their library enough to get there like yes their last major release would be ghost of tsushima in july but they still have an outstanding library of exclusive software where they can they can sustain another holiday Absolutely. without next-generation systems. Yeah, man, there, there's a new Madden game coming. There's a new Call of Duty coming. You know, PlayStation right. 4 Pro will, will be will be good. Right, whereas Microsoft really doesn't have that luxury. Even if they leveraged Xbox One X in a major way to say, this is the best way to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's not going to be enough because the Xbox One has just struggled this entire generation, and Microsoft is looking forward to getting the Xbox Series X out there and starting the next gen and coming in fresh with mm-hmm. Phil Spencer taking the lead and 
I mean, that's a that's a topic. We'll probably get into next week <laughs> about the Sony and Microsoft marketing approach to next generation. Nate, I have I have one question about all these sales numbers. So the Switch okay. was on track to over it's i mean it's definitely going to overtake the the nes which is at 62 million so we we expect that probably at some point this year i would say the nintendo wii is 101 million all of a sudden that number seems out of reach or really really high up there Mm -hmm. like i think last year we were thinking man it's going to steamroll that number now you question if it's going to actually get there based on this year, which has obviously been an absolute write-off. Do you think the Switch still has the legs to surpass the Wii at 101 million when it's all uh, said and done? I'll take their forecast number of 19 million to be a literal figure that they hit on the nose. Mm-hmm. They won't go above it and they won't go below it. So that would put us at 74 74 million, close to 75 million, because they are at 55.7. So I'll round up to 75 million. It will be 26 million below. Nintendo says we're at halfway mark, so we're leaning into 2023. And then they drop Breath of the Wild. And, okay, yes, they drop a Breath <laughs> of the Wild 2. They drop a Metroid Prime 4, Metroid Prime Trilogy, Ooh. a new 2D Mario game. Um, I think they do pass the Wii before 2023 approaches because if you sell 19 million this year and this is going to be a rough year mm-hmm. and you release that catalog of software that i said i don't see how you can only sell 13 million pieces of hardware a year for those following two years yeah interesting question and definitely some an interesting take on it i think i i, I do agree with you but with a slight caveat and that is Generally speaking, wouldn't everyone that has a Switch already own one by now? So they're just buying the software versus the hardware at that point in the life cycle of the of the system. I think one thing that we've seen from 2020 is that Nintendo is leaning more into that casual crowd. They're getting more of that child, though they already appeal to the children, but they're going for a little younger of an audience and a slightly older non-gamer audience, that blue ocean effect that they did so well with the DS and the Wii. By having games like Animal Crossing, Clubhouse games, those type of releases really appeal to that casual market. And they're buying, you know, the Switch Lite because it's more affordable. And I think that is kind of what's going to propel them above Wii sales. Because the one thing we have to note about the Wii is that when it launched, it took off like a rocket Mm -hmm. for those first four years or so yeah but by 2009 the hardware it had some great holidays but hardware sales were slowing rapidly like in japan the hardware just came to a halt very quickly and that's the other thing of note is that we have had the rumors and the talk that monster hunter is coming to switch maybe it comes in 2020 the second that drops in japan those hardware numbers are going to go up. And the hardware in Japan has been doing absolutely phenomenal Mm. since Animal Crossing's introduction to the point where they've had, you know, they've been selling out of hardware. And now that the production lines are getting, you know, back in order, it's going to improve the situation in Japan. But the Switch is such a stronger platform in the Japanese region than the Wii was. And I think that's going to be the biggest factor there because the Switch is strong in North America and Europe. But Japan is still an important market. So 
with strong sales in Japan, like if you hit 20 million in Japan for the Switch, you you probably pass Wii's lifetime sales by, I mean, I could see the Switch maybe totaling, I'll say 100, maybe 110 million units. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's nothing compared to the PlayStation 2 or the the DS, but I mean, that would be the original Game Boy line right. type range, which is phenomenal. And that would that would actually give Nintendo significant leverage moving into next gen where you can court third parties like, you know, like EA. Mm-hmm. You can say, we sold 110 million units last generation on the Switch. We're coming up with the Switch 2. Exact same concept. Significantly more powerful hardware from NVIDIA. We can run all the engines you guys have. We can support the games you have on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X to some capacity. You know, maybe we're not going to get 8K and 120 frames a second from the Switch versions, but you can get a 1080p, 30 frames a second. And that's what you need. That's why initially the Wii U had that support from Electronics Arts and some of the other developers because they had that huge success on the Wii. And they're like, we got to get on board with this next you know train coming from nintendo and that train derailed almost immediately upon leaving the station <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and nintendo can avoid that with the switch 2 yeah this i mean they could really be building to something great moving into next gen but i mean that's you know three four years from now yep so that will conclude this episode of nate the hate as always thank you for joining me mvg always a pleasure And if you enjoy this content, give the video a like. If you didn't, give it a dislike. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Like we said, we're, you know, trying to get to 15,000 subscribers before the end of the year. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you listen on any of those platforms, give us a review. Leave your, you know, written review on those sites as well if the platform supports it. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. And until next time, don't deny me. Embrace me.